Yeah, when I was talking about it for years, you know. When I was younger and single, I was thinking about working on the docks. And not the docks, but you know, trying to get one of those freight mm-hmm. things just for travel sake. And it's like a bunch of money, and you're not really spending your money because you're just on the boat. The whole yeah, it's time. a great, it's a great job but, for like kids, you know, like not yeah. kids, but like young adults. But like, um, it's such a like. The environment isn't great. Like, there's not many people of color. It's, like, very racist, very sexist. Yeah, like, I can see that. It's just a horrible time. You know yeah. what I mean? And, like, if you have, like, any forward thinking in your brain, they just, like, call you a pussy. And, yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. It's just like, man, this is terrible. I hate being Same. here. Like, hearing people talk about their wives, and you're like, man, just fucking get yeah. a divorce. <laughs> yeah, Jesus exactly. Christ. Like, yeah. It's terrible. Yeah, the toxic masculinity in the work environment, and, like, hard work environments, where, you, like, where you're physically at, like add it that so it's like, like a toughen it up type energy you know what i mean like for sure it's shake male, it off male dominated yeah. industry and like toxic masculinity just seethes through there and exactly. like tons of like homoerotic jokes all the time but yep. like also very homophobic like yeah, at the yeah. same time it's like crazy yeah. it's a tough time for me to be there but even the ones that like seem like they're kind of cool they still have like those backhanded jokes and shit oh like that. yeah there were like a lot of but, times where like i thought that i had made like an ally yeah and then they would say something and i'd go like mm, all right like, yeah i know where you stand you, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you don't know that you don't know this yet but you just told me something without yeah, telling me something exactly so. exactly but so let's go ahead and uh introduce you i guess you know kind of got started right on right away but uh yeah so uh in the podcast season two uh, podcast where I invite people to make my listeners and I less ignorant to who they are, what they do, how they do it, why they do it, their experience in life, the perspective they have on life, uh, and you know just their story all the way around, you know. And uh, so, with that being said, with my on my show, like I said, I have no biases or like uh, I mean I have my own opinions and stuff. But I'm not married to them, um, you know. It's like, and this is a very important podcast because uh, just this subject has been so. Huge for the last forever, but like really now it's getting like uh, worldwide and just like yeah, really a lot of being, visibility for sure. It's you know also I mean? a great timing. Um, next week is Trans Visibility Week, so so oh um, perfect. I and I, I'm really releasing this next week. I did that. Nice, really per- worked out perfectly. Nice, but uh, yeah, go ahead and introduce yourself. I like you know I like for people to do it themselves. Oh, so for sure. Yeah, my name is Holden Althouse. Um, I am from a small town in Northwest Ohio, about an hour and 40 minutes from here, called Finley. Okay. Um, it's very, about 40,000 40, people live there, Forty to 45,000 people live there. Um, very conservative sort of place, um, not a lot of diversity, and I exist there um, as a trans man. Um, I am a queer youth advocate. I am a, um, uh, like, heavily involved in the community, um, the queer community. Yeah. I am the chair of the Pride for Finley for 2022, so it is kind of getting better. There is, um, a, like, a Pride Festival. Yeah. Um, very cool. But, yeah, so I've just been, um, you know, I stopped sailing a couple years ago. Um, I've just been home and seeing that there's, like, a real need for visibility of trans and queer people in the community, mm-hmm. and I have just kind of stayed out of spite to make make that visibility happen. Yeah, okay, great. That's great. Um, so go ahead and uh, tell us more about your role in uh, the youth. And, you know, like, what does that mean? Exactly? Yeah, so um, like I said, a couple years ago I came home um, and kind of decided to do a career change and was just, um, you know, like I had attended, like reached out to, there's a nonprofit in Finley called Spectrum, um, which okay. is the queer, uh, queer community, like, uh, resource uh, nonprofit basically so they're who um, 
organize Pride. They organize the. Um, they have like a like an LGBTQ um, adult group. They have a youth group. Um, so I had reached out and I was like, hey, like I'm very interested in you know volunteering for Pride. Um, and the director at the time, um, I, d- I just like never really expected to be received in this way, but she was like, yes, um, I would love to have you get more involved in any way that you have capacity to. Um, we actually have this youth group, um, so there's there's a um, like a, a safe space for kids um, in Finley called the Loft. It's run by another nonprofit, but they kind of collaborate to run. Um, so this nonprofit runs like an after school program from three to six o'clock every day, okay. um, and it's primarily I mean it's open to everybody, but primarily there are like a lot of gender non conforming youth that kind of go there and spend a lot of time. Okay. Um, so. I started going there and volunteering. I go every Wednesday. I hang out for a few hours um, and just kind of be like the big brother, uh, like trans guy, like existing in this place and not having a horrible time just to like show these kids that like hang in there. Like there's still hope. You know what I mean? And things will get easier. Um, And if you have any questions or like you want to know like what my experience has been like, like I'm I'm incredibly open um, to these kids and also their parents and also the community just to like provide insight that way it seems like less heavy for them to like move through life yeah okay great so it's like uh i have so many ways that i don't even know like where's so many questions and uh kind of ways i want to go about this uh i guess first we should probably start with your story like how did uh like how did you get here and how did you uh you know get to realize who you were and you know stuff like that yeah, so... Where did, this um, all, where did this journey start for you? It all started in 1990, in August uh, 24th, 1990. I was born uh, <laughs> to my parents. I have yeah. two older sisters. I have two younger brothers. Um, so there's, I'm the middle child. We were kind of raised very blue-collar, mm-hmm. um, paycheck-to-paycheck kind of family. Um, so my parents weren't really home around or around a lot. Um, so we were basically like latchkey kids. Okay, yeah. And so... Kind of just growing up, not really understanding in a, in a place where there's like a lot of like wealth, like not a lot of wealth diversity. That you're like you're either really rich or you're really poor. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of got like kind of chastised for being like the weird kid, the poor kid. I always smelled like cigarettes because my parents smoked in the car, you know, yeah. like all that stuff. So like I was always sort of the outcast, and for a lot of reasons, I was the outcast, and I didn't really realize why at the time. So I'm like 12 years old, and I'm. I'm dressing, you know, in boys' clothes, right? And I, like, I'm just comfortable in them. I feel myself in them. My parents don't really care. They don't really understand. But, like, my mom's, like, yeah. do You know, my mom has always been, like, her kid's biggest supporter. Like, she wants them to express themselves. She wants them to do all of that, like, kind of self-expression, self, like, introspection. Like, figure out what, what makes you happy. You know what I mean? And my dad... Not the same. Yeah, he's always just like, I, you know, he'd catch me putting on his, like, cologne. He'd be like, that's for boys. And I wouldn't understand because I was just like, it just makes me feel good. So oh, yeah. I, I don't really understand. So, you know, a couple years later go by, I start realizing, like, now I'm in, like, the heat of puberty. And I'm like. So you'd say, like, around 12? Probably 12 or 13. Or you know really what like... I mean? I'm like, man, I think I like girls. Yeah. Um, but. From what I've been, like, told and, like, from what I'm seeing in society, like, that's kind of not normal. That's, like, not something that we talk about. Mm-hmm. I've never seen, like, a queer person before in my life at this point. Yeah. Um, and so I don't have any, like, 
any way of knowing like if this is a thing, if there's something wrong with me, you know, those, those kinds of thoughts and feelings came up. Um, and my parents were never like super like, not that they weren't interested, but there were a lot of us, right. And they were busy. And like, so like, I feel like there was never like those conversations of like, who are you? You know, I mean, what are you going through? Like, I didn't really have a ton of that guidance. And so when I like realized that I was not like everybody else, I was like, oh, okay, well, the, the word for this is lesbian, right? So like I was born a female. I am attracted to females. This word is lesbian. And mm. so like the progression kind of went, I'm bi because I didn't want to be like completely shunned and outcast. So I was like, no, I'm, I like boys. Um, yeah. But all the boys didn't like me because I was one of the boys basically. And, yeah. and then I didn't really want them to like me anyway, because I was truly like a, attracted to women. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I identified as a lesbian for a really long time. I, I, uh, I dated, you know, a lot of women on and off, uh, came out as trans actually two years ago. Okay. Um, kind of was sailing on those ships like I was telling you about and was just having like a lot of like discomfort and for a lot of reasons, right? It was not a great environment. It was very mm. toxic. Um, I didn't feel safe as a, a female. Yeah. Um, and I also didn't like feel like I was a female. I was like, the, the thought of gender alone made me, like, very uncomfortable. Yeah. I was did like, they, like, talk to you, like, like, you, she, and her, and, like... Yeah, so they, they did. They used she and her. I mean, they'd call me, like, dumb bitch and shit because, like, they could, and they could yeah. talk to me that way, and nobody was going to stop them because they'd all been together for 25 years, and I was yeah. just, like, some random motherfucker from yeah. Ohio that was just out here working and, like, doing my best. So yeah. so I'm having all these thoughts, and, like, I'm, I'm, in, I'm existing in this space where, like, I'm hearing a lot of... And this is where, like, trans visibility starts to kind of peak up in, in the media. You know, Caitlyn Jenner, mm-hmm. um, you know, trans uh, sports, trans athletes in sports, and, like, and everybody has an opinion, um, and none of them are, like, positive. You know what yeah, I mean? So yeah. I feel, like, very uncomfortable because I don't feel that way. Yeah. I don't feel like, and I've always been very like pro trans, um, pro be yourself. Yeah. Uh, I've never really understood what like the binary of gender, yeah, um, yeah. because I truly believe that everything is so incredibly fluid. Yeah. So as I like get older, I start realizing with myself and I'm like, I'm on this boat, I'm stuck. I'm like, TikTok is just like starting to come up and I'm like, yeah. my for you page is literally just like trans dudes. Yeah. Um, and like, and I'm like, what does this mean? Yeah. And like, so I'm like, <laughs> trying, you know what I mean? I'm TikTok's like, trying to tell you something. Yeah. I'm like, like, oh, look, just trans- step out. Yeah, we, okay. we know, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, so, so TikTok's like, hey, uh, look at all these trans dudes. And I'm like, that's cool. You know, and like, so yeah. for the longest time, what I thought was that I was just like a really good ally. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like I was just a huge pro trans ally. Yeah. I'm like, I'm queer. I've struggled in my, in my like walk of life and like it's so much harder for a trans person and I can see it I can see it in the media and like I don't agree with it and so I've always been like very vocal about that so then I'm on this boat right getting back to it TikTok's like look at all these trans dudes and I'm like huh that's really interesting Mm -hmm. um and then I like start thinking about it more and I'm like what are these feelings I'm having when I'm seeing these like I'm proud like I'm emotional like when they're like getting top surgery or starting their hormones, like people share their journeys on TikTok and I'm like feeling a way about it. And I'm like, well, should I be feeling a way about this? And then I like start to like finally come to terms with the fact that like I'm I'm jealous of these people yeah. because they're living their truth. And like I genuinely 
like I like sat with myself for a long time. I was like, damn, am I, am I trans? Like, yeah. because for years am I was I like denying it. Yeah, for years I was like, I no gender, please don't perceive me. You know what mm. I mean? And like, it was just so uncomfortable for me. And like, and I'm like getting emotional, and I'm looking at these trans guys going through their experiences, and I'm yeah, like. Yeah crying at night and like i'm so miserable on this boat and i don't feel safe donald trump is uh you mm -hmm. know p potentially getting elected for another four years like this is in the heat of it all yeah, yeah, and yeah. i'm just having a hard time and i come home you know um i leave i leave the ships i come home um i sit down with my mom my mom and i live together and i go hey i think i'm trans um i've been thinking about it a lot i've been having a really hard time um, I don't think I want you to call me my dead name. Um, I think that I would like to be called Holden. Um, I, you know, I would like for you to start calling me your son. Um, I think that that aligns with me and how I feel. Um, you know, I would like to start taking hormones. You know, at this point, I'm, I'm almost 30 years old. and My mom's like, okay, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, that makes sense. You know, and I'm like, so I come out to my mom and I'm like, fucking, I've got siblings you know and so I'm like okay and I reach out to my sister and I send her a message and I'm like hey what would you like how would you react if I like told you that I was trans and she was like honestly I've been waiting a long time for this conversation yeah. and I was like what you fucking yeah. you knew like all these people were basically like just receiving me like yeah no that checks out like uh, yeah we get it um, well, how do you that. go about that yeah you know? and so, so like, like hey. i've been like i'm slowly having this like very hard conversation and every time i'm <clears throat> expecting to be met with like a ton of opposition or like invasive questions when it comes to like my close friends and my close family everybody was like hell yeah like yeah. that makes a lot of sense like do yeah. what you need to do to be happy that's what that we want sense. for you um so you know, I started that process of, it's, it's, it's like the experience, my, I can only speak on my experience, but my experience has been that there's a ton of labor involved in, in the transition process. So like, yeah. you are seeing therapists, you are seeing doctors, you have to have like all of these like professional people, like agree with you that you are yeah. who you say you are before okay. you can even start like your, you know, your gender, your like your gender reassignment journey, if that's something that you choose to do. Um, not everybody does, you know, not everybody wants to do hormones, not everybody wants surgery, and that's totally cool. So um, that's something I think a lot of people are, uh, like, so like I said, the podcast is called Ignorant. Yeah. There's a lot of people who may not be against, but they for sure still are ignorant, they're, you know, because no, they're no like, doubt. so like, uh, I guess what is that difference when someone is, or how do you define it when someone's trans, but they're not like transitioning or like you know what i mean like what yeah, is so like so like what i like to tell people is that like every trans person is completely valid in their in their journey so yeah. like what i've met and like what i've understood in like the past is that people are like oh you're trans like have you had the surgeries and what they want to know is like what is in your pants and like i don't care yeah. When I meet anybody, what's in their pants, unless I'm trying to sleep with them, you know what I yeah. mean? And like, see, like as like you know, <laughs> as a dumbass pothead, yeah, that's that I'm that guy. Like, and I honestly like that's why I started this journey too, because it's like I have the most craziest questions, mm -hmm. especially when I'm smoking. Yeah. <laughs> like when I'm smoking, I literally just sit there and be like, "Wow, how does this work? How does that work?" You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah. And literally, I'm that guy. Like when I'm working or when I meet someone, because I'm a bartender, and uh, 
like sometimes, at least especially back then, that was my first thought. Somebody told me they're trans. It's like, I mean, they have a penis now. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. And you know, it's just it's not like I care. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also like, as a curious person, you never know. Like you know, but yeah, that's also so like, like some people are always like talk, like uh, curious about that. Like because you know you get these new employees and stuff like that, and you you hear what they're going through or, or mm-hmm. you know their journey, and there's just always just random curiosities that or talked about like like the locker room talk you know what i mean but like, yeah for sure you know so like i'm not sure how to like approach that answer so like every trans person like regardless of like what decision they make to do with their body or like how like deep into the process they are like if someone tells you like i'm a trans woman yeah even if it's your brother yeah. Now she's your sister, and, like, that's that. And, like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just, like, getting people to understand that. Like, I'm trans, I identify, these are my pronouns. Like, yeah. no matter what it is, it should just be that. Yeah, that's so no matter how far they mean. are into the journey, they're still as respectful. So, yeah, it, it, absolutely. And, like, even, you know, even if people don't want to, to do those things, they just want to, you know, dress feminine, you know, yeah. dress feminine, dress masculine, have the proper pronouns. Yeah. Do you see a lot uh, that, um, like, for people that may have just been uh, gay or lesbian their whole life, as now that as trans becomes more normal, they're like, well, they're stepping into that role, kind of, kind of like how you just said that uh, you were identified as lesbian, so, and then yeah, I think, I think that the language has not been like available to, yeah, a lot of people in society. So like, like I said, when I was. Growing up, you were a boy, you were a girl. Yeah. You were straight, you were gay. There were no in-betweens. You were invalid if you were an in-between of anything. And, like, there was not, like... There's not, like, an influx of trans people because it's, like, a trending thing to do. There's an influx of trans people in the media and, like, in society because there's now language for people to be able to recognize, like, oh, what I'm feeling is actually this. Mm-hmm. Um I've been given these words to choose from to identify myself and mm-hmm. what it actually is is this and yeah. this is what I like this is where like the reality of my life and my journey is. Okay. Um so I think that um getting back to like the first question like and I understand I understand the curiosity especially of people who like don't have a ton of interaction with or have maybe never met a trans person um like there is like s- such a broad spectrum so like not everybody wants to be, like, cisgender passing. Mm-hmm. Um, so even, like, you know, like, even though I'm a trans man and, like, I am very, like, masculine passing mm-hmm. and, like, people don't, like, people don't really clock me as trans is what I'm trying to say. Like, okay. they're like, oh, that dude over there. You know what I yeah. mean? But there are plenty of trans people who like to, like, gender bend basically and like just push the limits and be visible as like as visibly queer as possible and like it doesn't matter how they look what they tell you they are is what they what they are and like it's it's at face value you know what i mean like yeah yeah. and that's how it should be um so those questions of like oh have you had the surgeries like do you intend to have them like those are incredibly like i don't want to make you feel bad but incredibly invasive questions and like so like it's not something that's like oh yo, like, are you trying to have these surgeries? And what it should be is, like, so what is, like, what has your experience been? Like, how is that going for you? Like, those are much better questions because, like, I'm going to share with you what I want to share with you, but if you put pressure on me to tell you, like, if I have a yeah. penis, yeah, yeah, um, 
I'm immediately going to clock you as like an unsafe person yeah. because you know what I mean? And like, and I know it's not intentional and a lot of people don't do things or say things to be harmful, but like, that's the reality of it. Yeah. So like the, the most important thing for like trans people and kids in general, um, children across the board, but especially trans kids because they do have like a huge target on their backs yeah. and like have kids been, are ruthless. Yeah. It, kids are ruthless. Adults are ruthless. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and like, because of the, there's like this fear of trans people, like they're out to do harm. And what actually happens is that a lot of harm is done to the trans community or the queer community in general. So it's like, it's like really harmful because like the first questions, right? So like pick a, pick a trans topic that like you've heard of that you may or may not have an opinion on like bathrooms. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Like, yeah, I wanted to um, talk about that. I, I don't have opinion yeah. on them. And my favorite bars, they don't have uh, yeah. gender. What do you, uh, yeah, anyway. why are gendered bathrooms still a freaking thing, dude? Yeah, it's twenty twenty two. Like, I there's like this coffee shop back home, and they just spent all this money remodeling, and they chose to do like men and women's bathrooms. And I'm yeah. like, wow, you had this opportunity to just put <laughs> yeah. two bathrooms in here yeah, and like exactly. not make it weird. People don't even realize like. It's those little things that are actually inclusive to. Yeah. But so then there's something about that. Uh, like, do you think for places where kids are able to be at that <clears throat> it could be a dangerous situation for uh, like some adults to be sharing bathrooms with? Like, like you know, what I mean, like there might be an adult that's like, you know, a red dot on the map. And they probably shouldn't be in the same bathroom as a little girl. You know what I'm saying? Or yeah, you shouldn't but, let your kids go to public bathrooms alone. Yeah, um, that's my like. opinion. Like, <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. leave your kid alone. If you're worried yeah. about their safety, then don't leave your kid alone. Yeah. Um, I don't think. I think that the the a lot of the argument with like trans women in bathrooms with little girls, right? That's yeah. basically that's and, what you just said. Yeah, my question though had yeah. to do with uh, no, trans but but this is like, but this is like a broad this is like a broad yeah. thing that gets said, right? Yeah. So like, well, I don't want. That's a man. He could be a predator. What if a yeah. what if a predatory man dresses up like a woman and goes in and assaults my daughter? Yeah. That's that's a question. That's yeah, a that's yeah. an argument that's been that's been an argument for over a decade now. For sure. What you're saying is, what are we doing about these men? Yeah. Uh, what yeah, are we doing about is. these violent men that yeah. are you know are a danger to society? And it has nothing to do with trans women. And like honestly, if you're gonna go through all of that you're gonna go through all of the trouble to dress up as a woman and enter a women's room and like assault a woman that has nothing to do with trans women that's just that's just a man who's like there to do harm to yeah. people you know what i mean yeah and that's exactly that was, yeah. that's what i'm talking about too not not just anybody that is yeah so like, is trans or anything right so like am i worried about kids safety absolutely what's yeah. my solution monitor your children yeah yeah um am i worried about women in their safety, yes, absolutely. What is my solution? Um, it's not be harmful to trans women. It's to be on guard and like be a better community, yeah. so that there's one more understanding about trans people and, in and inclusivity, which creates a safer environment. Yeah. Um, basically, what I'm saying is the likelihood of women assaulting a trans woman because they're afraid that it's actually a man there to assault them is more likely than a man going through all of those steps yeah. to to pose as a trans woman to assault a woman. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. that man is going to be a fucking shitbag no matter what. Yeah. Um, and that exists on a daily basis. So, like, this one instance is not necessarily, like, 
end all be all or the or the root of the problem in the first place. Yeah. So what, what other uh, other than that? What other? I want to save sports for later, but what other uh, controversial topics are there that you think should be uh, um, talked ex- about? I, well, so, like, I think that, on on trans, obviously. Yeah, yeah, no, obviously. Um, yeah. So, I think that it's important for people to understand um, sort of the process of what it is like to to transition. Um, mm. Why people, you know, decide maybe to not change their name legally. Why people maybe decide to not take hormones why people maybe decide not to have surgery. And a lot of that has a lot to do with accessibility. Um, I'm an incredibly privileged person and I like to, to let, like make that like abundantly clear. I exist in the world as a white man now mm-hmm. and, I, and, the pr- and the privilege that comes with that is that I have a, a white collar job, yeah. I have health insurance, I have a supportive community um, and I like haven't faced I won't say I haven't faced violence as a queer person, but since I've come out as a trans man, I have faced like very little adversity. So like, I want to keep talking about that. Um, so like, have you actually felt like uh, like more privileged? Is that you're saying? Like uh, as so, a from being looked at as a woman to being looked at as a man, like so like, and I mean like a like. The not like the non like when people assume right away, you know what I mean? Right. Like, oh, what up, bro? Like, do you, do you feel like they're getting hooked up more? Or like, uh, like I don't even know the right word for, it, but you know what I'm saying? I've saw, so I've noticed a lot of things, right? So like, I have a partner, and I've noticed for one example is that like when my partner and I go to dinner, mm-hmm. my partner normally pays. Yeah. Um, you know, they are uh, like especially if I come to Detroit, they live in Detroit, they know what's up, they take me to these places, they take me yeah, on a yeah, cute yeah. date, and then they oh. end up paying. What I've noticed is, is that the the server will 98.57% of the time slide the bill to me. And then I laugh and I push it right over to my partner because, like, I'm not paying that shit. (laughs) She wanted to go out on me. Yeah. So, and, and so, like, I have noticed, like, people, like, you know, if I'm in a group, people will start to listen to me over somebody who's maybe more feminine presenting. Um, people will start to like value my opinion over someone who's maybe more feminine presenting. If I speak, people are listening, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And not all the time, but like, it feels that way for the most part, you know, people, like I said, clock me as a man because I am a man, but like, I, I'm very like cisgender passing at this point. I've been on hormones for almost a year now. And like, so my voice has changed. I have a little bit of facial hair, like all of these little, like little things that make me look like I might maybe be. Uh, Y'all tatted up. Yeah. I mean, at first, like, I mean, without you talking, you look like you could smack somebody. <laughs> like, and I just might, you know, like, I just might. And, you know, I've spent, like, my whole life kind of cultivating this look of, like, stay the fuck away from me. Yeah. Um, because I've been in places where I've been unsafe, and I've been in places where I haven't felt strong or capable yeah. or, um, you know, like, like, seen for who I truly am. So, like, I've got this, like like porcupine armor you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like i'm just like everybody stay away from me i don't want you know and and then it's up to me to make those connections with people because like first glance right um you know i live in very white very suburban conservative northwest ohio um you don't see people like me all over the place and like you do see tattooed people but not really as heavily as i am and not really as like uh you know like i wear shirts with like you know, like, protect queer youth on yeah, it. You know, like, yeah, I yeah. wear shirts as a billboard of, like, this is what I'm about, and, like, fuck with me if you want to. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like, people generally, like, they generally don't. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, and so like, I have noticed that the amount of privilege that I have, not even in male privilege, but just as like, you know, like I just I like people to know, like let it be abundantly clear, like I have great healthcare, mm-hmm. I have access to that, which is great. Yeah. I have a car, I have access to travel, yeah. which is great. Um, not everybody has those things. I get to walk through the world as a white person. That comes with an abundance of privilege that I can't let go unnoticed. You know what I mean? Like, to be a black trans person, a black trans woman, um, specifically, their walk is much different than mine. And, like, you know, the, the, the ability to be on hormones, the ability to, um, you know, like, I had to pay to change my name. Um, I, and it's like, okay, it's 140 bucks to go to court and change my name. That's cool. Then I got to wait six weeks for that paperwork to come back. Then I got to wait, take that court paperwork, and then I got to fill out all this shit to change my social security card. And then once I get all that shit, another six weeks from now, and, uh, you know, another 50 bucks, and then I got to go change my birth certificate documentation. So I take all that all that other shit that I just had, and then I go change my birth certificate. That's another 150 bucks or, what, or whatever. You know, it's like, it's, it's costly, which is why people don't like people don't have access to money and funds like that. Mm-hmm. Sur- like gender affirming surgeries are thousands of dollars, mm-hmm. um, even with insurance. So like, is that like cosmetic? Like how does what is that? What kind of medical is that? So, no, I mean gender affirming surgeries are recognized under most um, most insurances as like a medically necessary okay. procedure. Um, Hormones save people's lives. Gender affirming surgeries save people's lives, um, and that's just that's just the facts. That's that's with data. Like yeah. one in three trans people have have attempted suicide. Yeah, for um, sure. I was just curious how, yeah. how it gets logged in in the system. Yeah, in the system. for sure. So um, when Obama when Obamacare <coughs> hit, actually, uh, it made it made gender affirming care more accessible, but still not really because then you've got every individual state and their laws, mm-hmm. and maybe how many. Uh, gender affirming surgeons there are in the area like so I actually have surgery coming up in June um, I'm going to Connecticut okay because um, you can't really do that here or in Ohio so so there's actually a, um, there are like an, a handful of surgeons in like the Detroit area um, which are like highly highly regarded um, for gender surgery um, there are also a few surgeons in Ohio the the stipulation that I found was because I was I was using my health insurance um, and not paying out of pocket that I like to find somebody in network was a little bit more difficult. Mm. So um, I'm going to Connecticut because I have friends and family there who love me and will take care of me yeah, while I'm yeah. recovering. But what but what I was saying was is like Obamacare basically made it so that people who were on state insurance had ac- like accessibility to these surgeries as well. But that's only if you have a surgeon who is willing to accept state insurance or uh-huh. whatever insurance you have. If not, most of them are plastic surgeons with the exception of like for top surgery, if you're getting like breast augmentation, um, you know, top surgery, uh, which is like a, basically a double mastectomy. Um, you know, a lot of these things, they're, they're like, they're cosmetic where they're like a plastic surgeon can do them. And so plastic surgeons get the most bang for their buck if they don't accept yeah. insurance you know what i mean people are paying out of pocket yeah. and they're not probably doing a lot of these surgeries if they're not accepting insurance for this kind of thing because they can just choose what they yeah. want basically yeah exactly so like there <laughs> are you know there are uh, 
I feel like accessibility to like gender affirming care is a lot more so like an East and West Coast kind of thing. Um, there's like a lot more like I hate to say the word liberal, but like it's a lot more like left leaning on on either coast, right? Yeah. So like there is like more more money, more funding to do studies, more funding yeah. to kind of give accessibility to people, yeah. um, to be like aware in communities, things like that. Whereas like the Rust Belt, you yeah. know, I live in Ohio and like Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, yeah. like in up the north and south of all of those states is yeah. like mm. kind of this gray area where like some places are safe, some places are not. You may get care here, you may not. Like yeah. the laws, uh, you know, in Florida right now, they're trying to pass the don't say gay law. Um, which, don't say gay law. Yeah. So basically, what that means is like it sounds it sounds cute, right? You're like, oh yeah, why? Why are why is this still a thing? Like why let's let's get rid of that. You know what I mean? Mm. Like let's not say that. But what the law actually says, um, and like in the bill that they're trying to pass is that um, it basically gives access to like you can't talk about gender or sexual orientation uh, in school anymore. So like queer kids have to like basically go back in the closet, um, or they can face like repercussions. Teachers can now contact parents if they find out that kids are queer in school and out them to their parents, which is very unsafe and also very triggering for me. I had an experience when I was in high school. I had a girlfriend and like one of the math teachers like called her parents and told them that she was gay and was dating me and then like then she got like beat, you know yeah. what I mean? And like we were not allowed to talk and she was just punished for just, you know, like and like what do you do when you're a freshman in high school and you have yeah. a girlfriend, bro? You're just holding hands and walking down the right, hallway yeah, like you're exactly. not doing anything crazy. And so like it's super triggering to me to like hear this because like I have experience of this and it's really fucked up and it's really unsafe and you're creating like a lot more of a division between like I think it, I think that it's two things right it's it's parents who try to take ownership of their children um, instead of like yeah that's always a problem yeah it's like you don't own your kid yeah, you don't you know, own their body you and like you just guide and, them yeah and what you're doing what you're doing when you try to like put your thumb on them and make them be somebody that they're not is yeah. you're creating a ton of like What's the word I'm looking for? Basically, your kid's gonna hate you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you'll be Lock lucky. Sure. Yeah, you'll be lucky to have a relationship with them once they yeah. turn 18 because they'll be free to be who they have always been, and that you've never like accepted them for. Also, yeah. if you're not letting your kid express themselves when they're a kid, literally, what is the harm in letting a kid maybe change their name, not legally, but like go by a nickname? Yeah. You know, consider it a nickname. Yeah, kid picks a new name. Like, like at this youth group, these kids, they change, they stay changing their names, bro. And yeah. like, they're like, oh, hey, Holden, today, today my name's Raccoon. And I'm like, ah, all right. Yeah. All right, bro. And yeah. like, and then I just, I just call them that. Cause like the, the worst thing that could happen is that they go home and they go, man, Holden really sees me. Yeah. Holden helps me feel like I'm valid, even though my name's really not ever going to be Raccoon legally, likely. Like these Gen Z kids are crazy with it. Like they're. Their pronouns are wild. This kid did, the other day was like, hey, Holden, uh, I changed my pronouns. And I was like, okay. And I was like, what are they? And he was like, just trash. And I was like, man, I'm, I'm going to have a hard time with that. I won't, yeah. I won't lie. I don't think you're trash. Uh, I think you're yeah. an incredible person. So, like, finding the balance of, like, respecting these kids and, like, their journey yeah. um, is, is really something. But, like, also kind of uplifting them and letting them know, like, hey, uh, don't, don't talk about my friend that way. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like. Let's find, like, a more positive way to refer to yourself as, like, 
it's just been a challenge, you know. Um, I think like the don't, the don't say gay law is really harmful. Um, in Texas, there's a law they're trying to pass which um, jails parents that get their kids gender affirming care. They're calling it child abuse. Yeah. Do you know? I think I did just read something. About do you know how many parents are supportive of their trans kids? Yeah, that I don't. I do want to talk about that. I was gonna ask. You I don't know. have a number for it, but I'm. It's not a lot. Uh, I was gonna say um, in your experience with. Your, how's your experience? Um, my experience with the youth that I work with. And their um, parents. And their parents. I know, like I said, almost all of these kids are, are trans or gender nonconforming. Um, only two of them yeah. in the group of probably 30 kids that I've met and see every week um, have parents who are supportive of them yeah. and their gender-affirming care. Um, I met with a kid, so I started this program, um, with Spectrum, basically, I heard a bunch of kids talking the about gym? Uh, Spectrum Gym. S- Spectrum is a is the nonprofit. Oh, okay, so okay. the queer nonprofit. So, oh, okay. um, I had basically started doing this out of my own pocket and like didn't really tell anybody about it. Yeah. But like, I heard these kids talking about how they wanted um, binders. So a chest binder is basically like a really tight oh, sports okay. bra. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like kind of eliminates the visibility of of your chest. Okay. Um, it helps to alleviate chest dysphoria. It doesn't harm anybody. Um, you know what I mean? Like there are a lot of benefits to it and the, like the other side, like the negatives of it are if you don't like provide kids with these things, they will find ways to do it anyway, which are likely very unsafe. So like duct tape, ACE bandages, saran wrap, you know what I mean? And like, I've known many people who've done it, that shit will tear you up. Like it can damage your body permanently. Um, you know, you could get lesions and sores, they can get infected, you could like permanently damage the tissue in your breast, which actually reduces your ability to get top surgery if that's something that you want in the future. And so like I heard these kids like, yeah, I want to buy a binder, but my parents won't like order one for me. And I was just like, I'll do it. Yeah. Like I'll I'll buy you one. I don't care. Yeah. Like I like you know I'm here. I'm talking. Oh yeah, I just put on like three sports bras, and they're all too small for me, and I just can't breathe. And, have these crazy welts when I take them off, and I'm like, holy shit, like, please don't do that, you know what I mean, like, I will get you one. Kids uh, will find a way to do what they want. Kids will find a way to do what they want, so why not give them the resources to do it safely? Yeah. What's it gonna hurt, you know what I mean, like, that was my whole thing, so I started this program where I was like, all right, cool, you fill out this form, you tell me who you are, Yeah. you tell me what size binder you need, Mm. you tell me if your parents are cool with it. You tell me if you want help talking to them about it. Yeah. Um, and then, like, we'll go from there, right? And, like, you have to attend. I have, like, a safety training, basically, where I'm like, these are all the things that you should not be doing. This is how long you should be wearing this for. This is how you wash it. These are the things that could potentially happen if you don't do these things or if you do are, or if you yeah. are practicing, like, unsafe binding. I just want them to be fully aware yeah. of their situation, of them, of their bodies, and, like, so that they don't do, like, permanent damage to themselves or harm themselves in a way that's like irreversible, essentially. Yeah. So I started this program. It's been going really well, and um, basically, I was doing it. I was paying it out of pocket, and I told these kids, I was like, "Hey, I'm just one guy. You know, I'm just one regular ass guy with a regular ass job." Like, yeah. How much does that cost? Uh, they're about forty three bucks a piece. Oh wow. Um, so yeah. I was paying for those out of pocket, and then um, Spectrum, the nonprofit, they heard they had heard that I was, you know hey, we heard that you've been showing up every week to the youth group. Like, that's amazing. We love that you're so passionate about this. Uh, We also heard about this. Uh, What are you doing? And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, like, 
it's this or that. Like it's 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 literally like I, it sounds so extreme, but like supporting trans and like gender non-conforming kids, like it, even in the slightest way, uh, using their pronouns that they prefer, like one out of one out of ten times at home, like increases like the like like increases the thought of like that kid feeling like safe and included in like like you know like loved in their home if their parents. You don't even have to be good at it. You just have to try. Like yeah. you actually be really fucking bad at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but if you use your kid's preferred name and pronouns once out of every ten times, they're like eighty percent less likely to like harm themselves. And the least know you're trying. Dang, yeah, the know that you're trying. Like you're say, trying. even if you're I mean, bad at you it, could you do better? For sure, mm-hmm. everybody could. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like eighty percent, eighty percent chance. Letting your kid express themselves without, without changing their body, without you know, without even without gender affirming care like hormones or surgeries or things like that and like we can talk about that in a second like there's like a lot of hoops that you have to jump through like it's not like it's not like I came out and was like oh I'm trans I'm a man now like beard you know what I mean like it was like it's like a really long process and like a lot of hoops that I had to jump through to even have like access to this care and this is again going back to the fact that like I'm incredibly privileged so like it was a very hard time for me and I have, like, all of this access to things that a lot of people just simply don't have. So, like, I, I just go back to, like, what is it hurting? What, like, you're not hurting these kids by calling them a name that, they, that makes them feel good. You're not hurting these kids by calling them pronouns that, that feel like they align with them. Mm-hmm. And, like, they, they might change. All of that might change. Like I said, some yeah. of these kids change their shit every week. Yeah. Like, and I do my best to be like, all right, you're just trying it out. Like, it's not hurting anybody. You know, and you're like, you're just trying to find yourself. And I think that like, what I think will happen is like, as this, you know, it does seem like sort of trendy, right? But like, there's still only like 1.8% of the population are trans. So like, you're seeing an influx in visibility and maybe an influx in people like kind of exploring gender. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that's like, the end all be all of, of the journey for them. You know what I mean? And especially when you're a kid, I think that it's better for kids to be doing it when they're. 13, 14, 15, you know, some kids realize that they're trans when they're, like, eight. Um, And, like, thinking back on it, like, I've had, like, I've, like, there were many red flags in my childhood that could have led me to this conclusion much sooner. But, like, getting, like, again, I just don't see the harm in supporting a kid while they, like, try to figure themselves out before they're, like, like, sent into the world to, like, do life shit and then also try and figure themselves out because yeah. that's where you figure out like that's where people kind of spiral that's where people kind of lose mental health is like very important yeah. and like a huge part of like the queer community like i think it's like one like i said one in three trans people that have like attempted suicide yeah that's um crazy. they're like 60 hold on i pulled it up yeah yeah like i said yeah I have all of it um yeah i'm, I'm getting done to get to the point where we can just throw our stuff on the tvs or whatever yeah, nice. So it, um, it's getting there. So yeah, so like cisgendered kids, seven percent of people who had like filled out the survey at the Trevor Project. So the Trevor Project is like trans uh, like resources, basically. Okay. Like a, like a like a suicide hotline. Okay. Um, they kind of have like a community fund for people who need help. Yeah, things that's like good. That. So it's just really cool. It's called the Trevor Project dot com or dot org. Sorry. Um, so they had done this study where it was like. Seven percent of cisgender kids had like admitted that they had attempted suicide. Where like where you're trans or gender non 
performing, it was 35%. Uh, seriously considering cisgender kids, seriously considering suicide in the past year, cisgender kids said 16%. When, when you say cisgender, can you uh, break that so, down? So, yeah. Oh, my bad. Yeah, so cisgender is literally just you were born. Your your gender identity and the sex that you were born are in alignment. So, like, you okay. were born a male. You identify as a man. That's a cisgender person. So it's not like a feminine or masculine thing. It's just a... Uh, it's, it's just, yeah. So it's like... Like, it's not like they call it like... Like, like a... I guess, like, I, I want to make sure it's not, like, part of, like, like, sister or, like, cis or, like, feminine. Like, you know, is no, it so a, cis, no, so cisgender is literally, like, you were born a female, uh-huh. you identify as a female. Uh-huh. So it's, like, your, your sex that you were born with and the gender you identify with are the same and they have been your whole life. So, like, you're just not, you're not trans, you're not gender nonconforming. You are the gender that you were born uh-huh. and, like, in the sex that you were born. Yeah. So that's cisgender is just like boys that were born boys, girls that were born girls, okay. Okay. Um, okay. who identify that way. Okay. Um, so and that's another conversation, you know, like there is the the difference between sex and gender. Um, yeah. So like you may be born a sex, but you may identify as a different gender, and that might change throughout time. Yeah. Um, so you know, sixteen percent of cisgender kids were seriously considering suicide in the past year. Um, transgender kids and gender nonconforming kids, that, that percentage is 44%. Um, felt sad or hopeless for two weeks or for more or more in the past year. 30% of cisgender kids felt that way. 53% of trans kids felt that way. Um, as far as victimization, um, 10% of cisgender kids have experienced sexual violence in the past 12 months. 31% of trans kids have experienced sexual violence. Um, threatened or injured with a weapon at school in the past 12 months, 5% of kids that were cisgender have experienced that. 24% of trans kids have experienced that. Um, felt unsafe going to school in the past 30 days. So this is specifically youth, right? So mm-hmm. like 6% of cis kids felt that way, whereas 27% of trans kids felt unsafe uh, to go to school. Um, so... Like, so those are some numbers that, like, that basically highlight the mental health aspect. Like, the, the importance, the, the influx of visibility of trans people is very important because it, it creates that open dialogue for, like, hey, um, we don't feel safe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, everybody deserves to feel safe. Yeah. Sure. Um, and so how do we get there? Yeah. Um, and that's, that, that's a big part of the conversation that we're having um, and like that needs to continue to be had. Well, my partner actually was asking me last night. They were like, um, do you believe that kids should have access to hormones and, and, and gender reassignment surgeries? Yeah, that's a good question. Yes, I do. Yeah. Um, and they were like, oh, um, I'm not really sure that I do uh, because like basically – what we've talked about, they they basically had said like, well, it seems as though like being trans is re- like rather trendy right now, right? Like it's yeah. it's it's trending in the media. Um, you're seeing an influx of trans people. You're seeing you know more people kind of experiment with gender things like mm-hmm. that. Um, and my question or like my question for them was like, what like what is what is like the harm in like supporting a kid who feels as though they are. Uh, are trans they are they're gender non-conforming so that th- their concern was that we're getting to this age where like right i'm 31 so like all of 
there are many people my age who have kids who are growing up in this like incredibly saturated social media where like there's a ton of trans visibility and it's like almost trendy to be trans or to be queer and like people may take advantage of that just for attention or, or whatever. And so um, I'm like, no, yeah, I understand that. But um, like, do you understand like the process um, that you would have to go through to even have access to these things? That's, that's so, a, it's important. Yeah, it's very important. So like, so right. So they're like, we're going to have like all these like woke parents who are like, of course you're, you're trans. And then they're just going to run and get their kid that care. But really what it is, is there, there are so many laws like trans care. Like there are all these laws constantly coming up to like eradicate trans people, essentially um, make it harder for trans people to be visible. There's not a ton of data because like they just like didn't exist basically. Yeah, it's like finally being respected. Yeah. Well, it's being noticed at least. Yeah. Uh, respect, yeah, yeah, respected yeah. is a, respected enough to be written. Pretty down strong word for and that. Documented. Yeah. 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 100%. So, excuse me. So, basically, what I was telling them is like you as a youth, like it's it's way like the hoops are way smaller to to jump through. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. you have to have like two years of recorded therapy, yeah. uh, where a therapist like agrees that you are gender nonconforming before you can either start hormone blockers or start hormones. You cannot start hormones as a, a teenager until you're 16 years old. Okay, so, so that. like, you don't have access to that, even if you wanted to. Do you think there is a too early time for the hormones and stuff like that? And so, I, so, like, I'm a huge advocate for hormone blockers for that reason, right? Like, I uh, am currently experiencing what I like to call second puberty, um, okay. where, like, I went through puberty as a woman when yeah. I was in my teens, and now I'm going through uh, all of the puberty signs of, like, a teenage boy. So, like, my yeah. voice will crack. Um, like, I've got, like, bad acne, you know, all of those things. So, like, hormone blockers. So, like, if your kid came to you and said, like, yo, I think I'm trans. Um, I'm sure that the conversation would be, like, a lot heavier than that and it wouldn't be so yeah, casual. Yeah, yeah. And, like, the, I, like, my hope, my dream is that, like, one day uh, it's so, it's so like, talked about that it's, like, not even a question. It's just, like, hey, um, we've got all of this, like, all this language now and I'm realizing and recognizing that I'm transgender. Yeah. Um, and this is what that means to me. Yeah. Um, so, like, and there are, like, it's such a spectrum, you know what I mean? It's not, it's still not, like, just man, just woman. There are so many, like, genders in between that nobody really talks about. Um, and so, I'm, a, again, a huge advocate for hormone blockers because what that does is, like, that puts that puberty on pause. So, it stops you from developing, uh, you know, if you're born a girl, it stops you from developing breasts. Uh, it stops, you know, it stops as, as a male. It stops your voice from dropping um, you know, all those things. So you're like on hormones. It stops puberty from happening. And none of that so, can be like dangerous or anything? Or? No, I mean. Maybe not dangerous, but. You're uh, just like then a late bloomer. You know what I mean? Okay. Like you're you're just experiencing that a little bit later than some, like most of your peers would be. Mm. But like, no, it's <coughs> not damaging. Um, I think that it's actually truly helpful because then like, you know. If a kid truly is trans, and, like, I like to assume that when a kid says they're trans that they genuinely are because it's still, like, as, as talked about as it is or as trendy as it may seem, it's still, like, a, an inc incredibly violent mm -hmm. and, like, very scary thing to admit to yourself. Um, and then you're just constantly in fear 
for the rest of forever that like someone's gonna find out and they're not gonna like it yeah. um you know so when you're a kid in school and you're getting you know beat up all the time or you're mm. like you know getting it's it's like very isolating where like people don't you know you're not you're not allowed to be in the girls room because you're not a girl or you're not a boy or whatever yeah. you know and like then you're just like you're in your own changing room you're using your own bathroom and what you really want to do is be recognized as the gender that you're per- presenting as and so like it's incredibly isolating and like very challenging and you know creates more like more opportunity for like an unsafe environment basically yeah. so like yeah so like i do i do support kids having access to that kind of care um because even if two years down the road um, of therapy and they've been on hormone blockers, they, they decide, I don't actually want, I don't actually want this. Yeah. Um, I would rather them have puberty late as like a cis person yeah. than to, um, you know, like go through all of the like pain of existing in the world as a trans person right. without like, and then having to like revert. So there are there are people who like detransition, and like what what that is is like people who um, would would transition. Maybe um, for example, there there are a couple of like kind of TikTok like famous uh, people who have transitioned uh, female to male, and then detransitions meaning stopped taking their hormones. Um, maybe had top surgery, but like are now you know starting to like express themselves more androgynously, maybe more feminine. And what, and like what those people are realizing and what like the world needs to realize is that gender is incredibly fluid. Um, and the pressure to either be a boy or a girl like puts pressure on people to make that decision maybe uh, like preemptively, like without like truly exploring who they are. So getting back to like the youth situation, like I definitely agree with giving kids access to these things because it's so difficult and there's so much time involved and there are so many professionals that like have to qualify you essentially um, yeah. as, an, as an adult, but like twice as much as a kid. Um, so like I definitely support that. You know, like I know one kid at my youth group has had top surgery and is like on hormones and I'm like... How old is this kid? He's 17. I think he's a senior in high school. Um, when did they start this? Um, so he had, um, he, like, I think he just started hormones a few months ago, but he had top surgery, um, when he was like 16. Um, so like, you know, like had been identifying as a male, just had very, a very supportive mother, um, you know what I mean? Is very involved in the community himself. And so is she, like, she runs like the parent support group through Spectrum. <laughs> the way you, you know said it, like, like, said like she's like a Karen kind of. <laughs> no, she's not. No, she's actually, she's really nice. But like, it's like, it's, so the parent support group, I kind of, I understand that it can be challenging to be a parent of a queer trans kid um, and like not really understand. But like, it goes back to like, it always goes back to like, we need to stop the, like the visibility of the binary man or woman because there are like 107,000 ways to express yourself and your gender. And like what we need to stop worrying about is like the gender of people and like genuinely just start to like learn the person as a person, like just start seeing humans as humans and that's it. Like, you know, like 
I get an impressive amount of male privilege because I look like a man, but we live in a world where men are like seen as like uh, more value, have more mm-hmm. value than women, which truly isn't, is not the case. That's not no, what I no. believe. And that's definitely and switching like, over to yeah, women and I support that. The show. You know what yeah, I mean? no. like, yeah. yeah, I think the only reason why women have not been as great as they are now is because men were the gatekeepers. Men were able to, you know, hush them up and put them down or like yeah. hide them or like, you know, exactly. Even so, the like, so the challenge, women. so the challenge and the struggle continues, right? So, like solidarity with women. I lived a lot of my life as a woman, um, and I understand that the struggles and the challenges and and all of those things. I've experienced a lot of horrible things that a lot of women experience, mm-hmm. um, and now like I get to exist in these like male dominated spaces where a lot of times people don't know that I'm trans, mm-hmm. um, and I get to hear the change from within, and then <laughs> I get to and then I get to hear them and like clock them for who they truly are like right away so when they you know you get into like you get into like that locker room talk and everyone's talking about women like they're just pieces of meat and i don't have anything to say because like i don't you know what i mean like it's it's good to just sit and be quiet in those situations because you really get to learn people oh yeah oh yeah like i i have a lot of uh like i love people watching i love just dissecting people's personalities I've spent a lot of time like in like that isolation right where I'm like really don't feel like I belong anywhere don't really feel like I get along with anybody which is kind of silly because like if you knew me in my community like I'm well known everybody knows me everybody like knows and loves and adores me because of who I am as a person and then I'm also a trans man you know what I mean so like in my community I am that person and like I'm trying to like when I say that I'm, like, a queer youth advocate, I'm trying to just take up so much space as this, like, openly queer person in this, like, very small conservative town so that these kids realize, like, hey, um, this, this place can work for you. Um, you don't have to stay here. I encourage you leaving. But, like... <laughs> yeah, definitely you know, get the fuck out. I'm just no here where you're from. You I'm just here because I'm bit. mad about it. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. like, um, but, like, just being <clears throat> visible and, like, being that support for kids who maybe, like... You know, like, these kids talk to me about their parents at home, and I'm just like, your parents suck, bro. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. you know, there are kids who will tell me, like, oh, yeah, my parents, like, found my binder, and then they beat me, and then they lit it on fire in front of me. And I'm like, I'm that's fucking really, crazy. Like, I'm really sorry that that happened to yeah. you. You know what I mean? Like, that is fucking crazy, bro. It's like, fucking crazy. Like, because, like, like, all these things I have my own opinion, especially, like, about the sports stuff, but, like, I never, it's not, I never... Yeah, like, take it to physical or you can't. I mean, you can't put somebody down or hate somebody. Yeah, you can't put yourself in the shoes of a person who's walking this life, and let alone like having parents who are like violently against your being. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? You're existing. Yeah, yeah. You're like, this is who I am, and they're like, no, the fuck, it's not. And you're like, it's it's so big and so serious, but also so stupid because it's like, hopefully. 50 years from now, we might just be like, remember back in the early 2000s, we gave a shit about people's genders and stuff like that? You know yeah, what I mean? Like, like, the, that's the dream, like, honestly. Now, but now like, it's like, you know, hopefully then it's like, everybody, this is all love and... Yeah, but like, what's crazy to me, like, these poor kids, like, I feel so... Like, I feel for them. I really do. Like, yeah. I, I want to be that support for them because, like, I don't think that these parents realize that it's literally life or death. Like, yeah. it sounds so extreme. I think a lot like, of just, right, just people in general like, don't realize yeah, like, it's like that. You are making this, it's such an isolating experience in life and like even with support. And so like your, like when, when your reaction to your kid telling you that they're trans is to beat them and like burn their binder or 
call them a faggot or whatever it is and tell you like no kid of mine is gonna be this way like what you're doing is telling that kid that like nothing that they do is ever gonna make them feel safe or loved by you or accepted yeah and like you know what's worse than accepting your kid or just tolerating your kid in their identity is like finding them fucking dead someday yeah exactly Um, which is a a serious reality um and I don't think people truly understand like even trans adults attempt and commit and complete suicide like at a much higher rate. I think yeah. I think when I when I got involved in the youth, I had read some crazy statistic like 78% of homeless youth are displaced queer youth. So like got kicked out or ran away cuz they didn't feel safe when they came. Sense, yeah. Um so like I got really passionate about it because I read that and I was like holy fuck. Like that's terrible. Like, I don't want anybody to feel that way. Yeah, I want, yeah. like, my pipe dream is to, like, create an open, like, housing for displaced queer youth. Yeah, so, yeah. like, there are places like this around the country. Um, in Columbus, there's one called Kaleidoscope House. Okay. So, like, the, you know, you run away, you're 15 years old, you, uh, you know, end up getting, like, sex trafficked or addicted to drugs or both. Mm-hmm. And while I am, like, not anti-sex work... Yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. not anti-drug use by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, I think addiction is fucking terrible, and, like, we don't talk about that enough either. But, like, when you uh, when you think about kids doing this shit, you're like, I, I support people using drugs, uh, and I support people doing sex work, but, like, yeah, you can't consent as a kid. You can't consent as a kid. Like, you're actually just a victim. Um, yeah. And, like, I don't necessarily want kids to feel like that's the only way that they can survive. So, like, again, pipe dream, right? I would love to be able to provide resource and support yeah. for all of those kids. And, like, then you get the, like, the devil's advocate, right? Like, well, what if this kid runs away because they find out that Holden's place is just cooler than it is at home? Yeah. You know what I mean? And then my question, then my question to you or the parents mm-hmm. is, like, why... Why, why is it cooler than your house? Yeah, why doesn't your kid feel safe at home? <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, you know what I mean? You know what, like, what is it? So, like, I'm just trying to make kids feel safe, but, like, yeah. I also have to protect myself, so I feel really, like, really intertwined in this community and, like, in this youth group, and, like, some of these kids have, like, my phone number. Some of them know where I live, yeah. and I'm, like, I'm constantly, like, do your parents know yeah. that you're talking to a 30-year-old man? Like, and I'm not, like, grooming, you know, I'm, like, I'm not, having any conversation with them that would ever be inappropriate. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not I'm not grooming these kids. I'm not inviting them to my house. They just, like, it's a small town. They know where yeah. I'm at. Like, I'm the, I'm the fucking guy with the purple house. They Everybody sees it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, like, yeah. um, it's just, like, I'm a little nervous because once these parents realize that, like, I'm supporting their kid in a way that they're not, are yeah. they going to come for me? Are they going to say that I'm a predator? Because it's <laughs> easier to say that than it is to support their kids. Like, these are worries of mine um, as, like, a queer youth advocate. But, like, I think that... Yeah. It could, as long as you're legit, though, you know... Yeah, and, like, legit, I work... Legit and, like, you know, you got to formalize your... Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm moving I'm moving in the right ways. Like, I'm not, like I said, I'm not inviting yeah. these kids into my home. I'm not, like... I'm not yeah. creating any, like, any opportunity for, like, the... Them to even think wrong. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's not so, doing like, that, because you never know. Yeah, what, what parents could be going through, and they do have the right to be worried, or you know, that, uh, for sure, you should, you should like. They should. That's my question. <laughs> do your parents know that you're like you have my phone number? Do yeah, your parents yeah. know that I've given you a ride home? Like, do your parents know? Yeah. Who I am, 
and what I'm about and who I'm with, like who I'm affiliated yeah. with, which is both like both of these nonprofits in town. I'm just like a community volunteer that's very, very passionate about making sure that kids realize that like it's going to be okay. Yeah. 100%. You know what I mean? But like, but I'm so scared all the time as well because I'm just like, shit, like. They, these kids tell me about their parents, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. what happens when your parents find out, like, oh, Holden's a trans man? Like, this fucking pervert's just, like, making my kid trans? Yeah, like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, all of these things can be said, but none of them would be true. Because yeah. all I'm doing is providing the support and, like, the recognition of self to yeah, these yeah. kids that they would need to realize that, like, you know, like, I may, like, I've, I may or may not be the reason that a kid like, is still around. Mm -hmm. And, like, a lot of these kids, like, tell me regularly, like, man, you're so cool. Like, I look up to you. Like, yeah, that's the best feeling I've ever They want to talk about tattoos with me. They want to yeah. fucking talk about, like, you know, I love lifting weights. Some of them follow me on Instagram. A lot of my stories are just, like, me at the gym. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what were you doing? You know, like, they want to know about me. They don't, yeah. they don't care that I'm trans. They don't want to talk about my trans experience. And if they do, it's genuinely, like... How hard was it when you were 15 and you were trans? Yeah. And I have to have that conversation with them. Like, oh, uh, yeah. I didn't know. You yeah, know, like, yeah. I, I think you guys are so cool because you're so sure of yourselves. Yeah. And you're 15 years old. And I didn't have this language. I had no idea. Like, I didn't even know trans people existed until I was, like, 22. Yeah. Like, yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. Like, no idea. And, yeah. like, I was like, wow, that's, like, there's a whole world of people that I had no idea existed. Like, yeah. And they're just... and. and we out here, bro. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? And so then it's just crazy because there's so many, like, <laughs> we yeah. take one step forward and then there's 10 states with laws that are trying to ban trans existence again, like, the, the second I, like, blink. And so, like, yeah. Florida, Texas, Texas is trying to fucking jail parents for getting yeah. their kids gender affirming care. I don't put nothing past Texas. <laughs> Texas yeah. laws and government. Like, yeah. And putting those kids in foster care. Yeah. And so, like, what are the statistics of kids in foster care? How many of them get assaulted? Exactly. How many of them get, you know, men yeah. have, are mentally or physically abused? Like, are you thinking, is anybody thinking about what's going to happen to these kids when you rip them out of homes of parents that love them and see yeah. them for them and are getting them the care and the help that they deserve? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, no one's thinking about these kids. Oh, we're doing it to protect the kids. Like, no, dude, you know how many kids are going to fucking die because of this shit if yeah. this shit goes through? If you really start, like, enforcing these laws or these bills or whatever, um, it's just crazy to me. Like, yeah. Yeah, I hope a lot of that doesn't get... And they what use they? it under the premise of, like, oh, we're just trying to protect children. Right, and yeah. And you're not. You're just being a transphobe, and you're trying to... And you're using, like, all this rhetoric, and you're scaring people into thinking that, like, their normal kids are not safe around these trans people or these queer people. Yeah, or like, like it's contagious or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not. Like, all this kid wants to do, all these kids want to do is be seen for who they say they are. And express themselves. Yes. Yeah. They're not, like, it's not a personality trait. It is who they are as a being. And the fact that, like, people don't understand what a trans person has to go through to be recognized as trans yeah. in the first place. Yeah. Um, and then that's part of it. Like, that's why I was happy to come on this podcast. Like, I, like, have shared my experience with this youth group before of, like, changing my name and, like, yeah. how long... It took a whole year for me to get a license with my name yeah, on it yeah, yeah. after I went to court and changed my name because I had to get doctor's letters affirming, affirming that my gender could be changed and I had yeah. to do, like, all of these things and, like, you know, it's 
it's just like so much labor. Yeah. And so when people don't do these things because of the labor involved, like the emotional labor that is involved in these things, like people, trans people just won't go through the care of, of changing their name legally or yeah. taking hormones or getting surgeries because there's so much work and it's so like anxiety driven. And then you have to like out yourself and bear and like bear who you are to just any motherfucker. And like, I live in middle of nowhere, Ohio. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's not a ton of inclusivity. I never know how I'm going to be received. Yeah. I have to like explain to people why my ID says a name that like, isn't yeah, what I'm yeah. telling you. My name is, you know, like, so it makes, or it looks exactly how you're looking today. Yeah, or, you know. no, yeah, for sure. No, I look <laughs> way different. And so, like, that's all of those things are just, like, hard to explain to people. Like, you don't understand, like, what I've had to go through to get here. And then also, like, you don't understand when it comes to youth, like, what I've had to go through as, like, a white adult male versus like a person of color or a trans youth like all and like people with like maybe like financial insecurity like all of these things come into play like it's not just like I woke up one day and was like I'm a man and everybody was like word up brother it was like it was a ton of work to get here and to be recognized and so like when this conversation comes up I'm happy to like share my experience because I can really only speak on mine and like kind of highlight like the things that, like the youth have to go through, yeah. um, which is like twice as much labor, twice as much therapy. They maybe don't have, most likely don't have parents that are supporting. They maybe don't likely have family or friends that understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just like this, like this rhetoric of like safety, is is kind of misguided because the people who are constantly in like a state of like being unsafe yeah. are are these people that we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. And not the not the kids in the bathrooms or the locker rooms, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Those people, people in lockers and bath like locker rooms and bathrooms that you're worried about being assaulted will likely do some really messed up things to that one trans person that just wants to get changed and get on the gym floor. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, what I yeah. mean? Like So well speaking of that part, I guess let's get into sports. Okay. It's uh a uh, huge topic right now, and one of the most, I think, uh, one of the most touchy subjects for people, no matter how you feel about trans, you know, so like people that are still uh, supportive and all that, but then when it comes to sports, they might feel totally different. Um, where do you stand on uh, trans and sports and competition? And uh, I, do you have any like experience in that, or have you known anybody? So I'm like, I'm like, I'm like unclear on the question, honestly. Like, are you asking me like how I feel about trans people competing in sports in general? And yeah, and switching like, so like, for example, there's the, uh, there's the swimmer, the college swimmer. Have you read about that? Uh, I'm not sure. I see a ton of, a ton of, uh, yeah, like opposition essentially to trans people competing in sports pretty regularly. Um, so there's a there's a swimmer. Tell me about the swimmer. So I guess the swimmer uh, was is a really respectable was was really respectable swimmer as a male and uh, pretty much about to be in like uh, eligible for the Olympics. You know? Okay. And then um, but because of pretty much everything you explained about 
the transitioning process and the rules, like I guess the college rule is if you transition over, you got to be transferred at least a whole year just to even be, to transition over to, like as from the men's league to the women's league, you know what I mean? Okay. Um, so he was already winning like crazy as male, and then now he goes into the women's one, and now he's just really winning, you know, right. breaking records, you know. Can I stop you real quick? Yeah, for sure. Um, Anytime. If, if she's a trans woman, uh, regardless of the life that she lived before, like yeah. even speaking in past, you should always use the proper pronouns. Okay. Yeah. That's as like, when I was trying to explain it, I like didn't want yeah, like, so to. So trans woman. So like I understand. So but maybe for people who are listening, they might not understand that when you say things like <clears throat> trans man, trans masculine, um, that generally means people who are born female who present as okay. male. Um, identify as male or identify as more masculine. Trans feminine, trans woman uh, is the opposite. So was born a man, now presents and identifies as a female. Okay. okay. So just to, just as an etiquette, you're like, you're here to learn. No, right? yeah, so sure. like, I'm just trying to help you out. Yeah, I was literally Even telling though, Natalie about the issue. I was like, yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, like so, I yeah, don't know. So like, when respect, you're talking yeah. about this woman who's a, who's a, a like a really like accomplished Super swimmer. respectable athlete on all levels, you know. Right. But so, so the law, the 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 legality of the college in, in competition is that she has to have been on hormones and transitioning for a year. Is what you're telling me? Uh, yeah, but really the question is, is do you like do you think it's fair? Or can you see how some people might think it's unfair, or uh, at least in some ways? Because I guess my stance is, I think, uh, like I, I just you know. This is such a tough subject. <laughs> yeah, like but, you're not gonna affect but, me. Like this is right. I'm I'm here to help. Yeah, so like, yeah. So like your question to me is because it's like when, when you're born a man, it right. seems you know you're born with all this extra testosterone and strength and or, or you grow into it. You know what I mean? Some and some then, of them, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's the thing. It's like there's some freakish athletes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then the there's still like the regular athletes that they can still compete against. But you know what I mean? It's like. uh I guess pretty much because uh, pretty much every, the main question all around is if it's fair, you know. And I personally think I think if a woman wants to uh, go against if a biological or you know whatever, is, a woman wants to go against or compete in the men's in the men's league all day, I think that is okay. Because I think if you want to level up and say like, hey, I I think I can compete with those guys and be better than those guys or those people, or whatever it is, then great. But then I, like when it comes down to switching to the women's league. Do you, do you think that could be unfair? Or do you think so like, what I'm hearing, and I don't yeah. want to make you feel bad, is a bit of misogyny. Um, and like so, I said, <laughs> I, I totally understand that. You know, ignorant, but I said this so you, is so, so what I'm, no, it's not, it's not that tough. Yeah. I'm happy to talk about it. So like my opinion is this. Um, there are, again, laws, regulations, legalities when it comes to competitions. Um, if, if it is that you have to identify as a trans woman for a year, it's likely that she's probably on hormones. Um, yeah. I know that for like Olympic weightlifting, if you're a trans woman, you have to like prove with blood work that you have been on estrogen um, for, you know, like your levels have to be at a certain amount in order to compete as a woman uh, if you're a trans woman in like Olympic lifting. So this is just a, this is just an example. So, so like, and it goes reverse. <laughs> so like if I wanted to compete in Olympic lifting, um, I would have to show blood work to say that my testosterone levels are this, this is my weight, and then they would go like that. I personally think that it is 
pretty rude to say that like men are more capable than women because I know a lot of women um, that are a shitload stronger than me um, and could smoke me in any like in any kind of like foot race and this is like and I've been on you know and I've been on testosterone for a year like so like when it comes to athletes what I think is is that these people regardless of gender train incredibly intensively to be the best version of themselves in competition. So I don't know what the issue is when it comes to trans kids competing in sports or trans people competing in sports because like it's still a competition and I don't think that anybody gen- like genuinely has an advantage. You know what I'm saying? Like I think that when you get to that level of like almost Olympic like greatness, you know what I mean in a sport, like I don't know that there is much of a difference between, like, male and female. I don't think that you should, like, limit people to, like, to being competitive, especially if, like like I said, like, in, like, Olympic lifting, you have to prove, like, blood work that you have been, excuse me, you have been, like, on hormones and that you, like, basically have the same amount of, like, estrogen levels or testosterone levels as, like, the average Male or female, so, and I can I can see the laws being kind of good, right? Because then if you have if someone's just competition hungry and it's just like I'm losing at this level and want to go to this level, like that wouldn't I don't think that'd be okay. Like if LeBron, so if LeBron now that LeBron's getting older and he's like, well, I can't compete with these young cats, and he just wants to go to the women's league. Do you, you so know, do like, you genuinely like? So let me ask you this: if you Say you were in a boxing match. Mm-hmm. You got smoked, bro. Like, you just got absolutely obliterated. Yeah. But you've been training for this boxing match for two years. You've been going hard. You've been eating right. You've paid all the right coaches. You are peak performance, and you got smoked. Would you then, like, I genuinely am asking you this. Would you say, I'm a woman. I want to box in the women's league. Like, would, yeah. you, would you identify as an opposite gender just to have that satisfaction? Uh, no, I wouldn't. But no, but you know, and like and that's know. my point. Like people wouldn't ostracize themselves yeah. by saying something so controversial as "I am trans." Yeah, just for the sake of competition. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, there's like there is no time. Where <laughs> 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 there's no. It's all good. Yeah. Uh, there's no time where like a cisgender male or a cisgender female and right like so what you said was like oh it's cool if women want to go to the men's league because like it's more competitive no i'm saying if they because uh like i wouldn't i don't think like if a woman wants to go play football i think by all means do it you know but i think if if a if a man wants to go down to like the women's league i just feel like it might be dangerous you know it's not but it's not a man wanting to go to the women's league it's a woman who or, was, oh, who yeah, was yeah, yeah. born yeah. as a male? Yeah, um, that is now being true to themselves and now being in, and on a level of like all of this like national attention, right? When you're when you're a competitive athlete of that stature, everybody knows who you are. Everybody knows what you're about. So you have to come to terms with yourself yeah. and and put yourself on display. When I came out as a trans man, I did not put myself on display for the whole world to see yeah, and yeah. have an opinion of me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like, that's kind of where I'm like, where I'm leaning is like, 
I don't think that like trans people in sports should be an argument because no no cisgender person is gonna go oh well I can I can win the gold medal against the women no problem because men are better than women or you know like the competition is easier or anything like that like you wouldn't put yourself out there if it weren't truly who you were is what I'm saying and so like then then it goes into the like do you have to take hormones in order to compete like if that's part of it then they have their own regulations. So, like, if she's following regulation, yeah. I don't know why she shouldn't be able to compete. When there's trans kids playing sports in high school, um, you know, like, nobody's got an advantage when you're an awkward fucking 13-year-old. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, nobody yeah. has an advantage there. And so I think that, like, there are, like, have-been laws and, like, bills and, like, regulations being tried to pass through schools with trans kids competing where they're, like, um, there was one recently that I had read a few months back where you could basically, like, if you assumed a kid was trans, you could take them into a room with an official and make them strip. And I think that's really fucked up. Yeah, you shouldn't be allowed to make any kid strip or any human strip, yeah. like for any reason. And and so like I think that that's gonna open up like. What is this you're talking about? This so let me look it up. Um, there was a this was in the news not that long ago about this um. Like maybe a school was trying to. I don't want to sound really ignorant, but it was something that I had read. This is the place. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You're, actually, you're supposed to be the, the one. I mean, I'm still ignorant, man. Don't, <laughs> don't get me wrong. But, like, I basically what it was was, like, a proposition of, like, oh, if trans kids are suspected of being trans in sports, we need to oh. pull them out. You know, that girl, you know, <coughs> might be trans. Let's pull her into a room. Let's make her strip. If she's not a girl, then she's not allowed to compete. Oh, and if she, she is a girl, we've just violated a child. Yeah. Um, and at any rate, you're just violating way, children. Yeah. yeah. So, like, nobody, like... Even getting a physical sucks. <laughs> like, for yeah, sports. for like, sure. You know. And so, like, and, like, and they've already done that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, they've already been to the doctor. They've already been training. They've already been identifying as... Yeah, it's they not couldn't like, have gotten illegal. You know what physical. I mean? Like, so there's no need to, like, ostracize children. And also... That opens up, like, I don't know if you know this or not, but there are a lot of predators in the education system. Um, a lot of grooming, a lot of, like, sexual misconduct, like, yeah. in all schools across the country. It's not, like, designated to one spot. Yeah. I'm so, sure. like, you know, then it opens up, like, oh, we could uh, look at that girl. We could uh, say that she's trans, and then we could all just get a good look at her. You know what yeah. I mean? And, like... That's like it's just opening up doors to like violate. Yeah, pretty much. They can be like, we notice you're a little stronger than the rest yeah, of these women. Exactly. Let's make sure you're a woman. And yeah, yeah exactly. And that's yeah. really, really unfair to everybody. Yeah. You know, like everybody's a victim. Like when that's when that's something that you want to be a reality for yourself or for your sport or, or your your athletic program. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when. So I guess, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. So I guess maybe people are, are make the assumption that. When you're born a man, or you're just naturally stronger, stronger. Well, yeah. physically stronger. Even if you're dumb as a rock, you might be born extremely physically strong. Oh, you know, even you know. That's not always the case, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like every human is like incredibly different. Like, yeah. what's your body type? What's you know what I mean? Like, what are you eating? What <laughs> a, what access do you have to 
um, to better yourself, basically. Yeah. Like, what resources do you have? Um, like, I like I am physically stronger than a lot of men. Yeah. Um, and it's not because I'm on testosterone. It's because I train like a fucking animal six yeah. days a week. And you that, know what that's I mean? another like, thing that people say that well, they're they're on testosterone, blah blah, and like and uh and any regular athlete is not supposed to be taking anything. Like, what do you? What's that argument? Or you know, like how what's, do you? What's my argument for like, that? Well, not you know, Jeremy. Like, how do you respond when people when that's there? Basically, I'm I'm just talking how the how responses you see in the so, media and so you so like for like, so like let's let's mine. use me for example. Let's use me for example. Let's say that I was gonna compete, yeah. you know, in an Olympic lifting. I'm not an Olympic lifter, but let's just for the sake of saying it. Yeah. Let's say I was gonna compete. Yeah. The like the normal male's testosterone levels are from like in between like like 600 and a thousand like uh, nanograms is like yeah. the measurement. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah that so like works. the so like in between 600 and a thousand are like the numbers. So like yeah. if I'm going to compete, I would have to get blood work that proves that I'm within range of those things. Okay. So not I like would have extra. to take a drug test. I would have to prove that I'm not on steroids. Like. Yeah. Everybody, like, you naturally produce testosterone. Yeah, sure. So I don't, and yeah. I never will. And yeah. I will I will have to continue to take it every day of my life, yeah. or some people take it every week, some people take it once a month, depending on their levels, where their, like, their goals are, all of those things. But, like, it's not an advantage to me because I'm, like, you know what I mean? Like, it is an advantage where, like, the, the so the side effects are, like, right, I have grown, like, muscle density. Mm -hmm. um, I am stronger because of it. But also, in part with that, I have, like, tuned my diet all the way in. And I have, like, trained really hard for a long time. Mm -hmm. And, like, so I think that when you're, like, in competition and you already have to prove that you're not doing drugs, that you're, you know, your levels are right. Yeah. Um, like, it's not like I have an excess of, of testosterone in my body. Like, yeah. I'm not like I'm not more of a man than an average man. You know what I mean? I, I'm within range, yeah. um, which is the goal. So, like, I don't think that it's fair to be like, oh, well, that guy's on testosterone. Of course, he's stronger yeah. than me. <clears throat> like, what about the opposite for hormones on um, someone that's born male? How so, do, how does hormones affect that their body? So so estrogen will um, kind of like make people softer. Is it the same? I'm sorry. Is it the it, same it, thing? Like, does do women take the same type of hormones? That no. Like, okay. No. So women take like progesterone and and estrogen. Okay. Are the two like, uh, feminine yeah, hormones? Yeah. yeah um, okay. Like everybody has all of these hormones in their body, which is like another conversation. But yeah. like, so when you're uh, like a trans woman, you're taking pro uh, like progesterone and estrogen. It's going to like. You're gonna like lose muscle mass. Okay. You're going to like get a lot softer. Um, you know what I mean? Like you're going to have to train twice as hard to okay. like maintain yourself essentially. Um, and and you'll likely lose strength. You'll likely lose like um, like endurance things like that. So is it safe? So it's safe to say that maybe that athlete did tone down their like muscle mass and all that by taking those. Yeah, I mean, you have to train. They basically like if you, so, like the playing field. So if I you guess, started, that not that this saying? is like something that you would ever do because that's not how you identify, right? But if you started estrogen today, uh -huh. a month from now, 
if you were, I don't like if you went to the gym every day, five yeah. days a week, and you like you've been doing this your whole life, you go to the gym five days a week every day, you have like this mass, you have like this aesthetic, you like you've been maintaining it, it's been yeah. great. Now you take estrogen. A month from now, if you haven't done anything differently yeah. and you trained with the same intensity, you're still going to lose muscle mass because mm. your like your body isn't creating all of the testosterone that it needs to maintain the muscle that you had. Okay. So you'll have to train twice as hard to just maintain yourself. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that can make, I could see why some of these regulations are, are fair then in, in a sense. I don't so know that like sports wise, I genuinely like do not give a shit about sports. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, so like this argument isn't really one that I should be having, but like, I'm happy to like give my opinion in a discussion of like, do I think that this is fair um, these are the ways that they're making sure that people yeah. are competing. It's still you, you said have yeah. had a solid argument for someone that's not even in the uh, sports. Yeah, I, I genuinely still, do not care about sports. Still, uh, I like I don't understand the like hip to a lot, yeah, but sure. like um, you know, and like so the 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 regulations of like having to prove that you your hormones are at an appropriate level that you're not on steroids that you're not using drugs all of those things like they do all of those things to make it fair you know what i'm yeah, saying yeah. where like i i know again many women who would smoke me in competition over and over and over again and i have the advantage of being on testosterone and i'm still not nearly as competitive or as strong as a lot of the women that i've come across so like i have a friend who is is an Olympic lifter, is trans feminine, and will in like has uh, like is starting hormones in like the next couple of months, and is also going to like the Olympic lifting nationals in Salt Lake City. Oh, um, mm-hmm. So like she mm-hmm. is like highly like regarded and will be on hormones, but will still lift and compete with the men. Oh wow! Okay. Um, but oh, just so it'll as be, it'll be on the estrogen, be yeah, the yeah, she'll be so she'll be taking estrogen and progesterone. Um, so she'll be pretty much at a disadvantage and still be trying to and still be. I have like a lot of confidence that she will still be like a top placing. Yeah, like she placed at she brought home three medals from the Arnold a couple weeks ago. Oh, sure. Um, and placed for nationals, and so she's going to nationals in six weeks. So she's training. She's like you know in a, like a, a training period for the next six weeks where she's lifting every day. She's eating, you know, within specs to just to maintain because when she starts taking those hormones, she's going to be at a disadvantage, but she's still going to compete against the men yeah. because her levels aren't going to be where they need to be to compete with the women. So she's still, you know what I mean? Does you she want to compete against women? Or? I don't think so. Um, she identifies as trans feminine, so like... Not like, not that she's a trans woman. So trans feminine is like, sort of not like, she identifies as non-binary, but she leans more towards the feminine side of the spectrum. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like she wants to like take hormones. She wants to, you know, like have a smooth face, no facial hair. She wants to look softer. She wants to present uh, as a a female more often. Um, But she still... Like, has no like has no intention of like gender affirming surgeries mm-hmm. or things like that, and like that's where, like, I'm not trying to speak on my friend like as a as a way to, like, 
kind of out somebody um, and I like I haven't said her name or anything but like yeah. I'm not trying to speak on somebody to out somebody just to give you perspective of like not every trans person like is a trans man or a trans woman there's like this whole spectrum in between and like the decision to take hormones doesn't mean that you're going to make the decision to have gender affirming surgery or that you've ever even thought about changing the way your body looks you know yeah. what I'm saying like yeah, yeah, yeah. there's just so much there's, there's it's so broad and like the spectrum is so broad that it's like almost impossible to like to limit it like yeah. trans man trans woman is limiting like gay and straight is very limiting because there's so many like there's so much like in between yeah. that we just aren't talking about so yeah. like the base level of, of this conversation is what we've talked about right man but, like, we like just scratched the surface like yeah we this just is, scratched the surface and like, huge, we could literally be subject. in this podcast room for the next 12 hours yeah, and yeah. you would like leave here exhausted with all the information yeah. that you've got yeah we're definitely we are coming up on like an hour and a half but uh definitely i want to bring this back if you know like i said anytime you're in town and you want to talk or you want to yeah. use my platform yeah, you for sure. I'm happy friends. to. I'm happy to be here. Um, I'm glad that we had the conversation. Uh, is there anything else that you wanted to ask me before we dip? Um, well, is there anything that you think needs to be addressed and talked about? Uh, like we, like some of the things that you brought up with Texas and Florida. Is there any other um, things that people should know about or spread awareness on? That's a, that's definitely a major thing on my show. Is I want people to come out here and to help spread awareness. Yeah. So there's so there's like a couple things that I that I would like to say. Um, the first one is, is that next week is Trans Visibility Week. Um, I implore everybody to do a little bit of Googling. Kind of educate yourself where you can. Um, don't, don't put it on the trans and queer people in your life and in your community to educate you. Yeah, um, it's, it's exhausting. So, like, yeah. I'm here having this conversation. I'm happy to do it. But when I get put on the spot, oh, well, ask Holden. He's trans. Yeah. Um, he knows. Yeah. And I'm like, and not but, everybody is meant to... Yeah, and, and, and also, like, you know, if you know a trans or queer person, don't introduce them as trans or queer. It's not your business. It's not anybody yeah. else's business. Like, I am openly trans. I'm here to, like, help bring awareness and visibility to the community. But, like, if I'm, like, out with, like, for example, like, if we're out at the bar and you're like, yo, that's my homie Holden, he's trans. Like, yeah, we're yeah, not yeah. friends anymore, bro, because that was rude. Yeah. Um, it's very unsafe. You know what I mean? 100%. So, like, don't, you know, like. It's just the, just the labels. They, they, yeah. It frustrates you, but at the same time, people, you know, it needs to be, uh, it's important, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, I always felt that same way. Like, yeah, it's you know. important, but it's it's for me to tell, you know, it's yeah. not for everybody to know, unless I'm comfortable for everybody, yeah. everybody knowing. And so, like, you know, it, do your best, uh, everybody out there, to not, like, out your homies, um, because you never really know if they're yeah. comfortable with that, um, and that's not for you to it's, share. Yeah, it's, it's almost share. like talking about your sexual preferences. Like, oh, hey, that's Matt. He, he loves to eat pussy. Yeah. <laughs> like, why, yeah. why, would you, why would you introduce yeah. me like that? Yeah. <laughs> like, right. I mean, like, you're not wrong, but that's pretty weird. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Weird. Don't do that. It's like, um, okay. Yeah, so um, I implore everybody to kind of take some time to, you know, visit the spectrum of gender, uh, the trevorproject.org. I uh, support um, Spectrum of Finley LGBT.org is the nonprofit that I do a lot of work with. Um, uh, I implore you to check out their website as yeah. well, see what they're doing for their community, see what you can do to get involved in your community. I, just I was just going to say, this is our community um, and uh, the LGBTQ trans, uh, it's huge here. Huge, but also we as teachers are, are ignorant and are trying to find the right resources and the right education to 
be able to help our students. That was another reason why this podcast was so important to me because I have, man, I'm a busy guy. I'm on yeah. computer all the time, all that. And I don't, I'm not really one of the teachers myself, but I get to know these kids and I work with them. Like, yeah, you know, no I, I'm the community liaison. You know, I, I realize what needs to go on around here and what the community wants. And sometimes, like, the most random things, like kids just tell me, like, walk out to me, tell me they're suicidal or that they're getting bullied for this or that. Or, you know, it's like, it catches me so off guard and I, and I feel bad because sometimes like I say, man, that's crazy. Like, I'm sorry you're going through that. It's like, I need to be more educated on that. But, um, yeah. but also, this can be a space for you to bring any word you want here or uh, if you ever wanted to talk to some of our kids, you know, uh, that'd be great. Yeah, I'd be happy yeah. to. Um, I'm definitely, like, in the process with Spectrum of, like, kind of developing programming to, like, offer sort of these insights, you know. Um, I wouldn't call them trainings per se, but necess- not necessarily, at least, but, like... Um, you know, like, help, my kid said they're trans, what do I do? Yeah. Um, and then, like, you meet with me, and I'll talk to you for 45 minutes about, like, what you can do to be supportive and what you absolutely should not do to ostracize yeah, your yeah, child. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, like, um, like, there's been a lot of times where I've had, like, personal experience of, like, being dead named over and over again in a doctor's office after I've repeatedly said, like, that's not my name. Um, well, if you don't have a state ID, we can't recognize it. And I'm like, yeah. well, then what's the point in you even asking me what my preferred name is? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's on there, preferred yeah. name. So, um, so yeah. like, there's just, like, a lot of times where I'm like, man, I should come back here and just share my experience with this place and how it made me feel um, so that I can give people, like, perspective of, like, why they maybe should or shouldn't be a lot more, like, cognizant of the, uh, the interactions that they have with people and, like, yeah. the impact that it could potentially make on them. Exactly. Well, yeah, I appreciate you so much for coming on here. Yeah, man, thanks for having me. And I'm happy like to be said, here. All this tech is all yours. If you ever want to use it, you I know, that. we could you know, start something up. And, Hell yeah. You know, bring Tell on whoever. Just call me. That too, yeah. Yeah. I, I do want this to be like a mostly educational podcast, but I yeah. do want to have the fun drinking episodes and yeah. smoking, especially because you do get into some deep conversations and emotional conversations. Yeah, no doubt. When you smoke and drink. <laughs> you yeah, know, no so, doubt. Or whatever, insurance, everything. Yeah. So, you know, I'm all for it. But all right, man. Cool. Appreciate it. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. This is the podcast. It's holding. And, uh, yeah, tune in. Thank you. Thank you.